Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. Alhamdulillah, nahmadu wa nusalli ala rasulahil kareem. Amma ba'd. Inshallah, today uh, we will cover part of Ghazwatul Badr because uh, I don't think uh, we will be able to cover uh, the whole thing about, the whole section about the Ghazwatul Badr. Uh, we'll see how far we can go and then we'll cover the rest of the Ghazwatul Badr or the Battle of Badr will be completed, inshallah, uh, next week. So uh, last week we uh, talked about uh, the uh, small uh, uh, battles that uh, that happened before Ghazwatul Badr, which was uh, the first real big uh, battle that happened between the Muslims and the Kuffar of the Mecca. Um, so we talked about Ghazwatul Ushayra last uh, last week, and uh, Ghazwatul Ushayra is the one that was uh, more of uh, leading battle. Uh, that uh, that led to the Ghazatul Badr, and uh, this Ghazatul Ashira that, that did not happen actually. It was more of uh, when the Quraysh uh, caravan uh, they were uh, heading towards Sham, and Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam he approached them with his men, but uh, they were able to escape. And uh, while they were returning back from uh, from Sham towards uh, Mecca. Uh, and we know the route of uh, route from uh, uh, Sham to Mecca. Uh, there is a path which is very close to Medina. They pass by. So Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam sent uh, uh, Talha bin Ubaidullah and uh, Sa'id bin Zaid. Uh, and these are both of them are from Ashar and Bashara, uh, meaning the the ones who were given the glad tidings in this dunya that they they are the people of Jannah. So he sent these two. To find the movement or uh, uh, the the position of uh, this caravan that was heading towards uh, towards Mecca, uh, these two uh, these two men Sahaba, they 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 waited for uh, the caravan for a, a couple of days, and uh, when they uh, when they found out uh, until uh, Abu Sufyan, who was the one who was leading this uh, caravan, uh, passed by them. And they, they went back to Medina to report to Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam about the whereabouts of uh, uh, of Abu Sufyan's uh, caravan. Uh, this caravan was carrying about fifty thousand gold dinars worth of uh, goods. Fifty thousand dinar in today's uh, time, if you want to convert, uh, as we know that each dinar is equivalent to four point two five gram of gold, it comes out to be the value of about over actually 11 million dollars that was the worth of the caravan that was passing by so uh, there was uh, there was a great need for the uh, for the islamic state at that time to uh, to gain this uh, wealth because there were hundreds of uh, sahaba who migrated from mecca to medina uh, and they left all their wealth in mecca and if we think about this 50,000 uh, dinar uh, worth we're talking about here, 
This is almost one-fifth of the trade that the Quraysh used to do from Sham to uh, Sham to, uh, to Mecca. And this is what was uh, we discussed in the beginning uh, of the Sira time when we were discussing the uh, economic st- status of Mecca. Uh, so it's almost one-fifth of the uh, of the trade money that they used to gain from uh, through through Sham, so it's it's it, if Muslims would have have got it, that would have been a great gain for them, and it would be a, a, a big loss for the Meccans. So uh, when Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam he got the news about this caravan and the uh, know about Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam uh, gathered the army of over three hundred people. Uh, there are varying number have been mentioned about uh, how many people were part of this uh, army that Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam gathered. Uh, some uh, say about 313, some say 317. Well, it was somewhere uh, around 300, more than a little bit over 300 uh, men. Uh, among them, uh, as the reports talk about, about 80 plus were the muhajirin, uh, and about uh, the rest of them were uh, from the Ansar. And Ansar, uh, are, uh, about about 60 plus were from the uh, tribe of Aus and about 170 from Al-Khazraj. So, uh, but they were not very, uh, very well equipped. Um, and they did not need to, well, uh, uh, I mean, it's not, they did not have the, that much of uh, uh, equipment uh, and uh, weapon, weaponry or even the horses. Uh, so they, they had only two horses belonging to uh, Zubair ibn Awam and Miqdar. Uh, and there were about 70 camels. And while they were traveling, they were sharing the camel. Even Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, uh, he uh, shared the camel with Ali and uh, Murthad ibn al-Murthad uh, al-Ghanawi. And uh, so these, these were the three people who were uh, taking turns or uh, share, sharing, sharing the camel. So... Uh, uh, when it comes to the army that Rasulullah Sallallahu was uh, leading, it was divided into two uh, uh, two battalion or Qatayba. Uh, one was Al Ansar and the other one was uh, Muhajirin. The uh, the one which was for the Muhajirin was uh, led by Ali bin Talib, and the one from the Ansar was led by Saad bin Mu'adh. And also Rasulullah further divided the, the flanks, the right and the left and the front and the back. And he gave the banners to uh, Sahaba like Zubair ibn al-Awwam. Uh, he, was, uh, he was appointed leadership of the right flank. Uh, Al-Miqdad uh, bin Amr was on the left, uh, leading the left. And the rear of the army was commanded, uh, the command of Qais bin uh, Abi Sasa. And Rasulullah himself was the general uh, leader or the Amir al-Jihad over there. Now, one of the things that you can already see that here uh, Rasulullah is the one who was initiating this battle. Uh, Many times uh, that we hear things as if Rasulullah never initiated any battle. It was always he was under attack or something. Uh, this is not the case that we see here. Rasulullah was himself leading an army and he was uh, heading in the direction of uh, the caravan of, of the Meccans, uh, which was led by Abu Sufyan. Uh, so it, it, it should be uh, remembered that. Uh, and Allah Azza wa in Surah Al-Anfal, we will see later on how he is describing the situation of Ghazwat al-Badr as well. Now, while uh, Rasulullah was heading towards that, uh, towards the caravan, uh, the Abu Sufyan also 
uh, got the news because he was already at uh, alert because on the, the when they were going in the direction of the sham uh, they escaped from Rasulullah and his men at that time. So they were uh, at high alert. They knew that uh, they, uh, they had the idea that they can be attacked on the way back as well. And now they had the wealth also along with them, more wealth. So now this is why uh, he was on high alert. He did find some movement from Rasulullah wasallam. So he sent uh, 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 one of the messengers to send a message towards the Meccans to come and help uh, uh, help uh, help the caravan of Abu Sufyan. Now, uh, when uh, and the, the way it used to work was obviously when you are carrying so much uh, goods with you, you cannot move at the speed if you send just one messenger. So he sent a messenger. His name was the uh, the Damdam bin Amr. Al-Ghaffari. So he is the one, he, uh, he went to, towards Mecca uh, uh, as quick as possible and he got there. And uh, this, the way he broke the news uh, among the Meccans was one of the ways of showing the uh, high alert. Because what he did was he went to Kaaba and he cut off the nose and the ears of his camel, of the camel. And turned the, uh, the saddle upside down. And he ripped his shirt from the front and the back, and he started screaming uh, that, uh, Oh Quraysh, your merchandise uh, 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 that, that is with Abu Sufyan, that has been, uh, he said the caravan has been intercepted by Muhammad wasallam and his companions. <clears throat> I cannot say what would have happened to them. Help, help. So he's calling for help from the, uh, from the, uh, from the Quraysh. Now, uh, the effect of this, uh, the hue and the cry that he was making, was that that right away uh, the Quraysh they start start gathering uh, the army to fight against uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So uh, they they gathered about three thirteen hundred soldiers that included a uh, hundred horsemen and six hundred ma- uh, the one with the armor, the men with the armors, uh, and there were a large number of camels along with them. Now uh, and they started heading towards uh, to, uh, towards the Badr. Now, while they were uh, heading towards it, uh, uh, they also had some fear that if they head towards Medina, they had some uh, animosity. Uh, uh, they, they, there were some uh, fights were going on between the uh, between the Meccans and the uh, and the uh, Banu Bakr. Banu Bakr was one of the tribes that they had uh, some fights with. Now. They, they wanted to make sure that they will not get any kind of uh, uh, issues from them. So one of the reports talk about that, that uh, Suraqa bin Malik, uh, uh, who was the head of Bani Kinana, he, uh, Shaitan actually, came in disguise of him. So one of the reports talk like this, and he actually uh, affirmed the, the, the Quraysh, that, uh, the, the Meccans, that there will be no harm will happen from the behind. So he will make sure, he will protect them. Uh, so that was actually shaitan more of them to convince them to go forward and uh, fight with Rasulullah and the Sahaba. Because he, with 1300, uh, army of 1300, the idea was to crush them and uh, get rid of this threat that Rasulullah and the Sahaba were becoming for, uh, for the Meccans. 
So now they headed towards that and they were heading in a very uh, uh, like an arrogant manner and like uh, the, the, they're going to go and they will take care of, uh, uh, of the Muslims now. Allah Azza wa Jal talks about them in, uh, <coughs> in Surah Al-Anfal. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala وَلَا تَكُونُ كَالَّذِينَ خَرَجُوا مِن دِيَارِهِمْ بَطَرًا وَرِئَ النَّاسِ وَيَصُدُّونَ عَنْ سَبِيلَ اللَّهِ وَاللَّهُ بِمَا يَعْمَلُونَ مُحِيدٌ That uh, uh, and, uh, be not like those who come out of their homes boastfully and to seem of men and hinder men from the path of Allah Azza wa Jal. And Allah is uh, encircling and uh, thoroughly comprehending all that they do. بِمَا يَعْمَلُونَ مُحِيدٌ Allah is al-muhid. Now, uh, uh, so Allah Sallallahu also uh, mentioned about uh, the, the very same, the kind of uh, haughtiness they were showing. That Rasulullah oh, said, Oh Allah, these are the haughty and conceited. They have come defying Allah and defying His Messenger. So Allah Sallallahu so Alaihi was making dua for the help from Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala to, uh, to protect the, the Muslims from them. Now, so they, they were moving towards the Badr. And uh, they got the news uh, because uh, when Abu Sufyan found out about the uh, about the, the there's a there's a chance that Rasulullah and Sahaba are heading towards them, so he made a swift maneuver and in, instead of taking the regular route, he changed the route and he was able to escape. Now, so he he, he was able to escape, and uh, from their perspective, now their caravan was uh, safe. Uh, but uh, when they they did find uh, and they sent the news to the Meccan army army that uh, they have been they have escaped and there is no threat to their caravan. Uh, the army of the Meccans they did not want to go back now, uh, and it was led by uh, Abu Jahl. Uh, Abu Jahl, as we talked about, he was one of the uh, one of the staunch enemy of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and uh, he said uh, he convinced everybody that we have to go and at least go to the Badr and we will, uh, uh, we will celebrate uh, that first of all the caravan was uh, saved and if we can take over Rasulullah and we celebrate and come back. Now, uh, among the army, uh, some of the people from Meccans that included uh, uh, Banu Zahara, uh, uh, they, they actually, uh, who was led by Al-Akhnas bin Shuraiq, so they broke away from Meccans because uh, now the threat was over. They did not want to go uh, um, uh, go forward. So besides that, Banu Hashim, which was a family of Rasulullah wasallam, they still had some of them, uh, uh, the people who were still did not accept Islam. And some reports talk about some of them did become Muslim also. That include uh, Abbas radiallahu uh, uh, And I will not go into the, this kind of a detail about when Abu Abbas became Muslim because we find from uh, the report some of them say he was a Muslim at that time others say he was not so they just will leave that here but uh, uh, so Banu Hashim they wanted to incline to go, go away as well they want to break away but Abu Jahl he uh, uh, he continued to th- uh, threaten them and uh, push them so much that they, they stayed with them but uh, Banu Zahara they, they, they left that meant they left with the army of about 1,000 now. So they started off with 1,300 and they ended up with 1,000 soldiers with Rasulullah, uh, with, uh, with, with the Meccans. And Rasulullah's army was about 300 uh, plus people, uh, around between three, 300 to 317. Now, uh, when uh, this, uh, uh, this happened now, 
Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam uh, he uh, he uh, asked for some consultation from uh, the sahaba and uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions about this because now the muslims when they found out that the caravan is out of the way and they were really looking for uh, the spoil of war that they can gather from that caravan uh, Allah Azza wa Jal talks about in uh, Surah Al-Anfal that كَمَا أَخْرَجَكَ رَبُّكَ مِنْ بَيْتِكَ بِالْحَقْوَ إِنَّ فَرِيقًا مِنْ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ لَكَارِهُونَ That as your Lord calls you, Muhammad to go out from your home with the truth and verily a party among the believers disliked يُجَادِلُونَكَ فِي الْحَقِّ بَعْدَ مَا تَبَيَّنَ كَأَنَّمَا يُسَاقُونَ إِلَى الْمَوْتِ وَهُمْ يَنْظُرُونَ uh, and the disputing with you uh, concerning the truth after it was made manifested as if they were being driven to death while they were looking at it. So, see, uh, Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is explaining the situation of among the believers also that uh, and uh, how the Muslims were feeling because they some of them were not uh, feeling, uh, were not in that state of mind of going and fighting. So Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam he started asking the Sahaba about their uh, uh, opinion on going and fighting with the Quraysh. So Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam asked and uh, what they think. So he was uh, taking the consultation, and Abu Bakr was the first one to respond back to Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And uh, th this is we find in general the responses from Abu Bakr, he is the one who was always uh, aligned with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and the first one to accept whatever was revealed to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, whatever command was given and he was full-heartedly uh, uh, always went along with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So uh, he, he showed that and then Umar was the second one to, uh, he stood up and supported the view uh, expressed by Abu Bakr as well. Now uh, and then Al-Miqdad bin Amr who got up and uh, the hadith uh, talks about his response especially about uh, al-miqdad and uh, ibn mas'ud radiyallahu an he says that yaqul shahidtu min al-miqdad bin al-aswad mashhada lan akuna sahibahu ahabbu ilayya mimma udila bih that i witness al-miqdad bin al-aswad in a scene which would have been dearer to me than anything had i been the hero of the uh, of uh, of the scene, he said, uh, Al Miqdad came to Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and uh, uh, Rasulullah came. Uh, he uh, he Al Miqdad came to Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam while Rasulullah was urging the Muslims to fight with the pagans. And Al Miqdad's response was that uh, we will not say this that idhab anta warabuka faqatila, which Musa the the people of Musa said to. Uh, uh, to Musa alayhi salam that you and your Lord go and fight okay and uh, rather we will, uh, he said uh, rather we will say وَلَكِنَّا نُقَاتِلُوا عَنْ يَمِينِكَ وَعَنْ شِمَالِكَ وَبَيْنَ يَدَيْكَ وَخَلْفَكَ he said rather we will fight with you uh, from your right from your left from the front from the back and فَرَأَيْتُ النَّبِيَ صلى الله عليه وسلم أَشْرَقَ وَجُهُهُ وَسَرَّهُ the Rasulullah wasallam's face was brightened with the happiness because of what he heard from, uh, from Miqdad. So after even, now these all three, uh, whether uh, Abu Bakr, Umar and Miqdad, they were all from uh, 
from the muhajirin so rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam still continue to say advise me now these were three uh, big sahaba and rasulullah is still asking for the advice so upon which uh, sa'ad bin mu'adh radiyallahu an he uh, he sensed that rasulullah sallallahu is actually asking about ansar he is not uh, necessarily all, uh, now at this at this point asking about from the muhajirin so he said i feel you you want us, the helpers of the Ansar, to speak. Rasulullah said, yes. So Sa'ad said, oh, oh Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi And these are very famous words of uh, uh, Sa'ad bin Mu'ad. And Sa'ad bin Mu'ad is another uh, big, uh, one of the big Sahaba. And his response was, uh, Oh Rasulullah, we believe in you and we bear witness to what you have uh, uh, vouchsafed to us. And we declare in unequivocal terms that what you have brought in the truth we give you our firm pledge of obedience and sacrifice we will obey you most willingly in whatever you command us and by Allah who has sent you with the truth if you were to ask us to plunge into or throw ourselves into the sea we will do that uh, most uh, readily and not a man of us will stay behind we do not grudge the idea of encounter with the enemy. We are experienced in war and we are trustworthy in combat. We hope that Allah will show you through our, our hands those deeds of uh, valor which will please your eyes. Kindly lead us to the battlefield in the name of Allah Azza wa Jal. And this, these are the famous, this is a famous statement from uh, Sa'ad bin Mu'ad regarding uh, during the Ghazbatul Badr. And Rasulullah there are two reasons uh, had been discussed by the scholars that uh, Rasulullah uh, was looking for especially the approval from uh, or the advice or approval from Ansar here because uh, one they were the one in the big numbers uh, in the, uh, the, the the army that Rasulullah had as I mentioned about 60 plus were from Aus, uh, Al Aus and uh, about 170 were from Khazraj so about two th uh, two th uh, 230 plus were from uh, from Dansar uh, out of 313. So that was one reason. Second was the ba'ah that Rasulullah wasallam uh, took from uh, the people of Medina, or Yathrib at that time. Uh, that uh, ba'ah or the oath of allegiance that Rasulullah took from them, that was about, they did not say that they will protect Rasulullah outside the Medina. It was more of a Rasulullah will protect uh, uh, Rasulullah will be protected by them uh, in, in Medina. So he wanted to make sure that uh, outside the Medina as well, they will continue to defend Rasulullah And this is the approval that uh, Rasulullah got. Now, while uh, Rasulullah uh, when Rasulullah got there uh, to uh, uh, close to the Badr, and he stationed the army there. When Rasulullah stationed the army close to Badr, Khubab bin Mundir, Mundir radiallahu an, he came to Rasulullah wasallam. He asked, uh, has Allah inspired you to choose this very spot? Or is it, uh, is it your, uh, your war strategy? And Rasulullah uh, wasallam's uh, response was that this is his uh, strategy of war. And consultation. So Hubab uh, bin Mundur, he said, This place is not good. Let us go and encamp on the nearest water well and make a basin or reservoir 
full of water and then destroy all other worlds so that will deprived of the uh, the enemy will be deprived of the water so rasulullah sallallahu approved of that now uh, there are a couple of points to understand and it's very important because uh, sometime uh, this idea that rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam was stationed some at a spot and a sahabi came and he gave uh, uh, advised other than what Rasulullah وسلم, was doing at that time. Uh, and we have talked about this as well, that, uh, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, He does not say anything other than what is wahi. Now, uh, here actually, uh, where to station the army, it comes under the ruling of this is the mubah action. Okay, Mubah action means that this is something permissible, whether Rasulullah stationed the army where he, he stationed or he would have stationed somewhere else. Uh, now, a Sahabi's wordings were very clear as well here. He uh, clearly asked Rasulullah first whether this action of his was from the wahi directly that he has to station the army there or he was given the choice of uh, or permissible action. And Rasulullah's answer in affirmation uh, showed that this was uh, permissible uh, whether to uh, uh, station the army there or somewhere else. And Rasulullah actually accepted the advice of uh, Hubab uh, and he, he, he went along with that advice. It was not, uh, this is called the Shura actually. So the point I want to make sure here is this. Uh, sometimes it's been taken as if Shura can go against the commands of Allah Azza wa or Shura is a way of uh, making rules in Islam. Shura is not something to come to legislate or to come up with rulings in Islam. Rather, Shura is about uh, the things which are already permissible by Allah Azza wa Jal, and Allah allows to choose one of the two permissible actions and where you can use the shura or advice. So here Rasulullah wasallam was not uh, coming up with uh, uh, a ruling, a new ruling or a new way of ruling, uh, meaning uh, consultation or shura is creating new laws and rules and regulations in Islam. Rather, it's a choice between two permissible actions that was allowed in Islam already. So this is an important point, inshallah, we'll remember that. Because, uh, uh, and this is one of the things that we want to make sure, that we are not learning the seerah of Rasulullah just to uh, read through a book, and uh, alhamdulillah we have finished the seerah of Rasulullah Rather, we are trying to understand the uh, what are the things that we can learn from it, that we can use in our life. And this is one of the aspects of the seerah of Rasulullah that Rasulullah is showing us uh, 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 or in, in, when we study his life, we we learn how to do the actions, and this is a rahma and a mercy from Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala that He did not just give us some set of commands; rather, He sent a messenger along with it who uh, showed those commands how to be practically implemented in our life. Uh, and inshallah, if there's any more questions about the subject, uh, we can talk after the. Uh, this uh, session is over in, in Q&A Okay And then after that Sa'ad bin Mu'ad He suggested To uh, create a gazebo or, a, or, or what do you call him Like a, like a tent uh, 
uh, uh, trellis for Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam as something to uh, protect Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam from the sight of the kuffar as well. Uh, meaning, the, this is his uh, uh, justification about this. Uh, Sa'ad uh, began to justify his proposal and he said like this, if they had been victorious, uh, then everything would be satisfactory. Meaning, if the Muslims are victorious, everything is good and we are, we are, we are good to go back. But he was uh, making sure in case of defeat, meaning if uh, Muslims are the one who lose. So he wanted to make sure that Rasulullah is unharmed. He will not get harmed and he'll be able to go back to Medina and he will get the uh, reinforcement again and bring uh, Muslims back uh, in authority and bring back in power and they can continue the, the, the struggle. Uh, so that was the uh, understanding and the, uh, the reasoning of Sa'ad bin Mu'ad behind it. And that this uh, understanding of Sa'ad and Rasulullah's uh, war tactics as we can see, uh, he took the... Uh, uh, took the advice of uh, Hubab and uh, he allowed this advice of uh, Sa'ad bin Mu'ad as well. And similarly, we find that uh, Rasulullah took all the measures of uh, uh, fighting. At the same time, he was continuously making dua to Allah as well, right? So, dua to Allah is one of uh, uh, the must things that we have to be always engaged in. But uh, as a Muslim, it's not the dua only that we make when we are undertaking an action. We have to do all the uh, material part of the action from our end has to be done as well. And Rasulullah even though he was a prophet of Allah, he showed us how to take those actions so we have something to follow. And even for, in the battlefield, he is taking all the material uh, actions or the preparation that he's supposed to do and on top of it, he is also remembering Allah Azza wa Jal. As uh, in the other hadith of Rasulullah Sallallahu he mentioned that aqalha wa tawakkal, meaning that you tie the knot. Uh, the, the hadith is a, this is these are wordings from the continuation of the hadith where Rasulullah ordered the Sahabi that don't just leave the camel out in the uh, in the woods and expect that uh, you're trusting Allah that your camel will be protected. Rather, you tie the camel and uh, uh, trust in Allah Azza wa Jal. And as I mentioned uh, previously, when we talk about trust in Allah, it is not like that, that, oh, I do all my effort and then after that, I put my trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As some of the people misunderstand this hadith as well. The hadith is not saying, aqalha thumma tawakkal, that uh, uh, you uh, tie the knot and then you put your trust. Rather, it's saying, and put your trust, meaning, and putting your trust in Allah azza wa jal means that, this is a uh, 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 or uh, and in English of conjunction, meaning both the things have to go together. Uh, meaning you uh, take, uh, you, you always have trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is a part of our iman. So you cannot say my, my part of the iman comes after I, I've done all the action. Iman is always there before you take the action, while you're taking the action, and after you're done with the action, your iman, your trust in Allah uh, Azza wa Jal is there. Uh, so in this also, you see the very same thing. Rasulullah was very uh, adamant when he was straightening the, when he was uh, straightening the, uh, uh, the rows of the, the Sahaba. And uh, one of the incident in Ghazbatul Badr happened was while he was uh, straightening the, the, the rows of the Sahaba, one of the Sahabi, 
he uh, stepped a little bit forward and Rasulullah uh, sallallahu uh, uh, poked him with uh, with an arrow to, uh, to, to 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 straighten the line and upon which the sahabi he said to Rasulullah sallallahu uh, ya Rasulullah you hurt me and uh, upon that Rasulullah sallallahu uh, gave him the arrow back and he said you can hurt me back uh, so you can uh, take uh, uh, you so you'll be equal now the sahabi he uh, he said but ya rasulullah you poked me while my belly was uncovered so rasulullah he uncovered his robe upon which he just uh, kissed rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and he said that he wanted to have uh, this is the last thing that he wanted to have to touch him to rasulullah sallallahu and uh, he's one of the sahaba who actually was martyred in ghazwat al-badr now uh, besides that uh, the uh, the other hadith uh, that uh, mentions about the dua that uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam was making, and he was making very long duas in that uh, tent that was created for him, and he was saying, Allahumma inni uh, anshuduka uh, ahdaka wa wa'adaka Allahumma in shaita lam tu'abat ba'd al yom. Uh, so he was making dua to Allah subhanahu wa taala. He was saying, Oh Allah. Uh, I ask you, uh, uh, I ask you to uh, the fulfillment of your co- uh, covenant and promise. Oh Allah, if you wish to destroy the, uh, mean, uh, dis- uh, if you wish to destroy the believers, in uh, that if you wish that uh, nobody, uh, you, uh, you will, uh, that, and this is according to your wish, that you will not be worshipped uh, after today, then the, the Muslim believers can be destroyed. Uh, and Abu Bakr Siddiq, radiyallahu when he saw Rasulullah sallallahu making the dua, so long duas and saying things like he said, Abu Bakr uh, So he held Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi hand, فَقَالَ حَسْبُكَ يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ Then he said, O oh, Rasulullah sallallahu uh, 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 He said, this is sufficient. O oh, Rasulullah, uh, you, have, you, have, uh, you have asked Allah uh, pressingly, فَقَدْ and uh, the, the hadith continues on that uh, you have asked Allah pressingly that Rasulullah was in clad his uh, armor at that time he went out saying to me and then uh, he, he came out and he was uh, saying uh, uh, he was reciting the surah uh, the surah that means that the multitude will be put uh, up to flight and they will show their backs. Talking about the kuffar that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has responded, uh, has responded to the dua of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But so the, the part here I'm trying to make here is this. Look, in this, uh, uh, in these actions that we see, while Rasulullah sallam is making the dua, uh, is not just relying on the dua, even though he is the messenger of Allah, and uh, but he is not just uh, making the dua, but rather he is showing us that you have to have the full preparation for what you are doing, and you make the dua as well uh, 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 for for the action that we are uh, you are undertaking. Okay, now uh, after that, uh, Rasulullah sallam he uh, he started. Uh, uh, he wanted to find out the whereabout of the Quraysh, and uh, he, uh, uh, he he went out, uh, sent, sent of the, some of the Sahaba to find the information about the whereabout as well. 
So he's preparing the army at the same time. He's also making sure that he is uh, aware of the situation in the surrounding as well. How far they are, what is the number, amount of number of people who are coming to fight, uh, fight the Muslims. Now, Rasulullah they were able to, uh, uh, to get two of the people uh, who actually gave some information to Rasulullah from that information that was told to Rasulullah about how many uh, camels, for example, they were uh, slaughtering for the food for the, for the army. And from that, those numbers, uh, they got the estimate that the army that is coming is somewhere between 900 to 1,000. Okay. Uh, and that was a, a comp comparatively, it's a, it's a much bigger army. It's almost uh, over three times, uh, three or more than three times the army of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Now here uh, Allah Azza wa Jal, uh, he actually, the night, uh, 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 the night of the, the Badr, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent the rain. And, uh, and, and that rain actually what it did was, that uh, the mushrikeen, they, they, they were not able to, they obstructed the further progress of the mushrikeen. And uh, the spot that Hubbab suggested it was a little higher also. So now, uh, not only that, uh, the, because of that rain, uh, the Muslims uh, heart, actually Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it firm. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also talked about, and, and, and uh, even though the Muslims were a little bit anxious, and I said some of them did not want to, they were dis they were rather wanted to go and take over the caravan, uh, uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala actually mentions in uh, Surah Al-Fa'i, it says, إِذْ يُغْشِيكُمُ النُّعَاسَ أَمَنَةً مِنْهُ وَيُنَزِّلُ عَلَيْكُمْ مِنَ السَّمَاءِ مَاءً لِيُتَّهِرَكُمْ بِهِ وَيُذْهِبْ عَنْكُمْ رِجْزَ الشَّيْطَانِ Allah says, remember, when he covered you with a slumber as a security for him, from him, and uh, he caused rain to descend on you from the sky, to clean you thereby and remove from you the rids, which is more of the whispering of the evil and, uh, uh, from the shaitan, uh, and uh, strengthen your hearts and make your feet from thereby. So, uh, this is Allah Azza wa Jal who is the one who actually uh, firmed their hearts. Yes, they were out there, they had some waswasa uh, 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 or some sort of arrizz from the shaitan that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala helped them to be taken away. Now this, well, this happened, this was all uh, Friday night uh, when Rasulullah uh, uh, was making a dua and the rain was happening. Uh, and the battle of Badr that happened on the next day, which is the day of the 17th of Ramadan, second uh, year of the Hijrah. Now, uh, I will not to go over the detail of the Ghazwatul Badr today, as uh, we are approaching uh, uh, our time for today, but I want to make another point here, so inshallah we'll remember that as well. Uh, besides Ghazwatul Badr, we find uh, that Muslimin, they were able to they were uh, they got a lot of victories in the month of Ramadan which we are approaching soon inshallah within the next two weeks or so uh, month of Ramadan is uh, in the history of Islam as this uh, the very first battle which is also called uh, the day of the Badr is also called Yawm al-Furqan Yawm al-Furqan means 
the day of uh, that distinguishes between the haq and the batil, uh, the truth and the falsehood, happen in the month of Ramadan. Uh, uh, so similarly, we find uh, many other battles that happen in in the month of Ramadan. Uh, and Muslims did not look at month of Ramadan only as if you seclude yourself and it's the issue of just uh, uh, depriving yourself from food and, and just uh, do the Qiyamul Layl and we don't do anything else in those days. Look, even the first battle that Rasulullah was after, uh, that went for, that occurred, that happened in Ramadan. Uh, so uh, that uh, that should be always remembered that month of Ramadan is yes, it's a month of blessings, and Sahaba understood it this way that yes, it's a month of blessings. Every uh, deed is seventy or more than seventy times uh, the hasanat you can gain out of a, a good deed. So uh, when we talk, so when we talk about spreading the deen of Allah Azza wa Jal and uh, fighting in the path of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, can you imagine that you talk about that action to be multiplied, which is one of the uh, the highest uh, uh, rewarding actions in Islam? So this is how the Muslims looked at uh, uh, at the Ramadan, and inshallah, we remember the month of Ramadan as not just a month of uh, which has become for today, unfortunately for the Muslims, as a month uh, or many many months. Uh, as a matter of fact, for past over hundred years, Muslims are just uh, seeing the Ramadan is becoming more of a, uh, a month which we are losing more and more lands from the Muslims, and uh, uh, more and more oppression is increasing not only in Muslims but the whole world. So it's not, we should be looking at, uh, at the month of Ramadan as a reminder for us that what the history of Islam gives us. And inshallah, we will be able to uh, repeat the history uh, that uh, by implementing the command of Allah Azza wa Jal that will give us uh, the ways of taking Islam the way Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi took to the to the humanity and show them the real justice and the rahmah of Islam. So uh, I'll inshallah stop here uh, about uh, and we'll talk about how the two armies met and uh, the conclusion of Ghazbatul Badr next week. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran tafsir, and sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe. Share and tell a friend about IslamPodcast.com.